Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's Movie Blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome back to the stream on this Saturday evening. Hope everyone's weekend is going very well. Uh, so far, it has been a pretty low-key day for me. Still moving a few things around the house, getting used to some stuff, but for the most part, loving our transition to the new place. The PC seems to be working just fine. I was able to figure out some issues that were going on with the Wi-Fi. I was able to update some drivers. So hopefully there are not as many skips that were happening as on YouTube the last time we streamed. If there are still some issues, I will try and do some further troubleshooting. Uh, but thank you all for letting me know about them. Hopefully you all have everyone uh, everyone can hear me today because I did check the microphone before hitting the go live since we had that moment last week where I was muted for several times, or rather for several minutes. So thank you all so much for being here, and I love you all so very much. Let me start off on DLive. What's going on, DLive fam? Phonemo says, who is excited for the live-action Hercules movie? I know I'm sure as hell not. Captain Adam Franken the clan, what's going on, Captain? He says, hail to you, the almighty Odin. Bow before your king. Well, thank you very much, Captain Captain Adam. Captain Dean Heiss is celebrating a seventh seven-month substreak, so thank you very much, Captain Dean Heiss, for subbing for seven months. I appreciate that very, very much. We've got Captain Mr. Peabody over in the chat as well. How is it going? And yes, I did just assume your species. Uh, <laughs> and Captain Peabody says, who ransacked your room? No one did. It's still in boxes, but I appreciate you looking out for me. <laughs> Let me jump over to my YouTube peeps. What's going on? Orange Hat Review says, naughty dog, very naughty. Now go to the kennel. And that is indeed going to be part of our discussion this evening, as you could tell from the title, which is Naughty Dog, the group that is responsible for, for creating the first game, The Last of Us. Apparently, they've been responsible for other games in the past, too. But I would say the most popular title that they've done in the last several years has been the first Last of Us. And there is a second, a sequel, happening for The Last of Us. The Last of Us Part 2 that is set to release sometime in June. And there were some various leaks that were associated with that uh, game that came out that were released. And it's very interesting to see how Naughty Dog and all of their connections are responding to those leaks. And that is by striking YouTube channels for either mentioning the leaks offhandedly or in some cases just being very, <laughs> not showing images, but just using conversation. So basically limiting people's freedom of speech. They've gone after our boy uh, RK Outpost, Ryan Kinnell. And of course, they've also gone, uh, gone after my guy, Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers. Again, someone I'm associated with. They've gone after his channel as well. In fact, they even claimed one of his live streams and now he cannot live stream on the Geeks and Gamers channel for a good three months, unless he's able to win it, which I don't see why he would not be able to, because they have absolutely no claim on any of the material that was in that video, especially since he made it clear, hey, I did not show any images. I did not talk any specifics about it either, which means that someone manually claimed it, and this is what the biggest problem with this entire situation is. How anyone has the capacity or the ability to put in a manual request, and YouTube just goes, yep, automatic now you now you if you're the person that was the victim of it now you have to go through this process now you have to potentially dox your information to this person if you actually want to go after it if you actually want to uh, appeal that decision see this is the problem youtube youtube needs to get its act together and do its damn job 
No one should have that right. No one should have that capacity. If someone has a complaint, guess what? You submit that complaint to YouTube, an actual person at YouTube should have to read that complaint, do research into it, and then, only then, after YouTube has verified that the complaint is legitimate, then they can make action. Then they can issue strikes. Then they can issue claims. But of course, they're not going to do that because... Their whole mindset is, well, we don't want to get sued and we don't really want to do anything for that matter. We would rather you as an individual creator be mad than a giant corporation like Sony or Naughty Dog or whoever is associated with them would be mad instead. And that, I think, tells us all that we need to know about YouTube, that YouTube does not care about its content creators. YouTube cares more about playing ball with giant corporations than it does with actually listening to the people that keep their platform afloat. Again, keep in mind that any single time you super chat anybody that you like on this platform, they get 30% of that. If you give $100 to Jeremy, last week, or rather a couple days ago, uh, we had someone, uh, it was a Phantom Menace channel, great guy Noah, he donated $100 to the channel. $30 of that went directly to YouTube. When you look to Jeremy's channel and how they claimed his live stream, and he got a copyright strike because of his live stream. Guess what happened? That means the $600 or so that he was making in Super Chats, he does not have access to. So they are basically stealing his money, or at the very least, keeping him from money that is rightfully his, because people, like you and me, hardworking people who gave their own money to him in that stream, their money is not going to him as they intended it to. So this entire system that YouTube has put out there is completely broken. And it, in a lot of ways, I think, benefits giant corporations who can have all of these shell groups, because that's basically the shell group is the one responsible for these strikes, can have them go ahead and do whatever the hell they want, and if it's found out that they did it falsely, guess what happens to them? Nothing. Those groups are perfectly fine. Those groups can continue to do exactly what they're doing before, even though their actions are having a very severe effect and impact on everything going on in their livelihood. Again, remember, people like me, people like Ryan, we're okay. If someone were to strike our channel and strike it down, we would survive, right? Because we, we have day jobs, and this is something that we do for fun for extra income, and also something that we just enjoy doing in general. But people like Jeremy Geese and Gamers, people like As Heel vs. Babyface, people like Gary Nerdrotic, nothing's happened to his channel yet, but just you wait. If this is the direction that we're going in, where you can get claimed for no reason whatsoever, and YouTube's like, nah, I guess if you want to sue them, I guess if you want to take legal action, I guess if you want to, because when you fill out the form to appeal, you have to fill out your personal information. And it makes it seem like whoever claimed it is going to have access to your personal information. So this whole thing is so sketchy. And all that it does is it hurts content creators. It hurts people who are exercising their freedom of speech, which, let's be honest, is still a right in this country. And last time I checked Google, you are based in the United States. I don't give a damn what international law says about any of this stuff. If you're in the U.S., you should respect U.S. law. Just saying. But also, you don't care about them. You don't care that people are being affected by this. You don't care that people's livelihoods are being impacted and affected. If you did care, if you did care, you wouldn't, let ha- you wouldn't have people Regular, ordinary people have to jump through hoops just to fight false claims, false flags. I think anyone that false flags should be punished. Period. End stop. I don't care if they're a single person. 
I don't care if they're a giant corporation. If you false flag anybody, you should lose your right, one, to false flag, and two, I think you should have to make amends for the amount of income that was lost during that time period because Jeremy has not been able to live stream since the strike happened. So think about the lost revenue streams. Whether you like Jeremy or not, you can agree that he makes money every time he live streams from Super Chats and donations. So (laughs) how is it that a company like Sony, Naughty Dog, their subsidiaries, can do something like this with no repercussions whatsoever. It's ridiculous. It's so freaking ridiculous. Anyway, let me ju- let me dive into uh, the YouTube chat. We got super fan Adam Shawhand over there as well. In disguise, meep, meep, cough, cough. What's going on? Oh, he says, in disguise, says, meep, meep, no, cough, cough. Well, I, I appreciate that very much. Josue Faguia is in the chat. Laura Story, who's a member on the channel. Hello there. Mr. Pierre says, hey, cough, How's it going? Clark Kent is in the chat as well. Tina Bojan, what's going on, Tina Bojan? How's it going? We got Tina B in the chat, my Valkyrie. Thank you for being here. Uh, we got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. Dion, the birthday boy. Happy birthday to Dion, everybody. Make sure you wish him a happy birthday in the chat. I'd appreciate that. We got Father Christopher Miller. Hail to you, Father. Says, my last Saturday for a while as we open on Monday. Well, congratulations. I wish that my bishop would open us back up. But that's, a whole, that's, of course, a story for another day. Oh, man, oh, man. There are so many great bishops in this state. I'll, I'll just say this much. There are so many great bishops in this country. I wish our bishop would do something. There are so many great bishops in this country. Uh, Laura's story says, May the 4th be with you, Father. May the 4th be with everybody uh, in a couple of days. Uh, Twirly Wolf, who's a member, says, Jello, what's going on, Twirly Wolf? How is it going? Uh, that reminds me, Trolley Wolf, I saw your comments on the Q&A portion on the YouTube membership. So we're going to be recording our podcast. We were supposed to record it today, but I love John. Talking about John Flickinger, John the Flick Pick. Great guy. Love him to death. He has the worst sleep schedule in the world. He stays up all night and then sleeps during the day. And the reason why that's, <laughs> the reason why that's problematic is because I'm a normal person. And I go to sleep around, what, 9, 10 is when I start the process of going to bed. I usually don't fall asleep until around 11 or so. And then I get up around, you know, between 7 and 9 a.m. And then I have the whole day ahead of me. And so I'm ready to podcast from about 9 a.m. on. But by the time that he gets ready to be podcasting, I'm either recording a video, about to do a live stream, or just doing things that normal people do. <laughs> during the the light time hours of the day. So I'm hoping that we'll be doing our podcast tomorrow. And so I'll be answering and responding to the questions on the Q&A. If you are a $5, sorry, if you are a $10, if you are a $10 or up backer on Patreon, subscribe star, or a YouTube member here at $10 or up, the keeper of the Bifrost level, you have access to the special bi-weekly podcast. We've fallen behind a little bit on that, but hopefully I can get him with some more normal hours, because if he had normal hours, we'd be able to podcast a lot more often. Uh, That's the reason why there was not one released today, and I'm hoping we film it tomorrow, but let me just say, it's it's not on me on that one. (laughs) It is not on me. All right, the chat has jumped on me already, but looks like no comments were skipped, which always very much makes me happy. Uh, let us see here. Who else is in the chat today? We got Tommy in the chat. What's going on, Tommy? Glowing the Hobbits here. He says, we need liberation. I'm in New York. Yeah, a lot of our states definitely need some liberation right now. There's now more stats coming out that apparently things were not nearly as bad as some were saying. And I'm kind of in the middle on it where I think that, you know, obviously it had a tremendous impact on a lot of people. And I think that certain measures that were taken should have been taken, like should have, you know, kept going forward. However... 
I'm also of the belief that I think that way too many people went too far, that way too many governors, uh, the president, you know, I think that some lines were crossed that should not have been crossed. And I'm concerned about when we're going to get back to normalcy and also the precedent that has now been set. Because now it's not going to, in my opinion, take very much for a governor or a president in the future to say, oh, this flu season's very bad. We're going to lock down. And it just the ramifications of that, I think, are terrifying. So I think the thing to look forward to, rather, the thing to look most closely at during this time are the lawsuits. And the reason why is because whatever the decisions that judges make on the lawsuits that have been, you know, especially by religious groups, because that's another huge thing is the fact that governors and mayors and everyone have been saying, oh, yeah, you can't meet for church services. And it got to the point where even having a parking lot service where everyone's in their car, there were, for example, here in my area, uh, the police actually shut down one of those mass or not a mass. It was a liturgical uh, church service is best, best example. It was a Protestant service, so a church service. Shut it down, even though everyone was in their car. You know, everyone was distancing in their car, and that's absolutely, you know, safe. They shut that down, and so that church is now suing, and they've got lots of of people in their congregation that will also add on to that suit as well. And the reason why I'm following those suits and I'm following those cases is because the judges, in my opinion, will really determine how far a state or local government can go in the future for cases like this. And if they decide, oh, yeah, Uh, the governor or the mayor of a city, they can do these things. They can force churches to shut down. They can force people to stay at home. Then we're going to be living in a very dangerous future, and I don't like it at all. Uh, Alice McCarthy says, Howdy, Odin, how's it going? F, naughty dog, absolutely. That organization is complete and utter garbage. Nathan Slay says, Hail to you, bud. Well, thank you for being here. Gundam Wing Zero, what's going on? Also, Zero Duality, thanks for subscribing on the channel. And 11 minutes ago, Christina Nardon became a member. So thank you very much, Christina, for becoming a member. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, girl. Woody Buzz is in the chat. What's going on? Uh, Clark Kent says, SJWs are now attacking Assassin's Creed Valhalla because it doesn't have a woman on the cover and not being the lead character in the game. Yeah, and they're going to ruin all of games at this point. If they are allowed to continue, if we see what happened with the leaks from The Last of Us 2, if we see that type of mindset continue on going forward, games as we know it are destroyed. I think some would argue that games were already going in that direction, but especially what we see now with characters and stories being destroyed for the sake of wokeness. Again, the, the person that's the head of Nydog saying very clearly, oh yeah, uh, Nina Sarkeesian, no, 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 I'm going to follow everything that she says. Feminism, yeah. I had an agenda that was secret, that's not so secret anymore. Why should anyone have an agenda when you're making a video game? Just tell a good story with good characters. If you say, I have an agenda, or this or that, All you're going to do is, one, push people away from your franchise, but two, and most importantly, you're going to destroy that franchise. You're going to destroy said franchise. HyperNex13 says, Hello, my brother Odin. Speaking of Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima should be getting more love. Why are you giving attention to woke garbage? Well, I'm not much of a gamer in the first place, Uh, even though Jeremy wants me to start covering gaming news and gaming gaming sales on the the main channel on on Geeks and Gamers. Uh, And it's so funny because now there's like memes that are popping up of Odin's Odin's gaming vlog. And it's like, I'm not even much of a gamer in the first place. Uh, So I actually have never even heard of Ghost of Tsushima. So Uh, Gary Tilbrook's in the chat. Forever Sci-Fi is here. Stephanie B. What's going on, Stephanie B.? There's your shout out, Stephanie B. All right, Stephanie B.? 
I'm shouting you out. That's what you get, all right, 70B? Uh, Keck44, what is going on? Aiden Vickery says, hail Odin, hail to you, good sir. Slice of Neon says, hail, I know you won't, but wish me luck on staying up for the premiere of the final Clone Wars episode. A welcome invitation to any who wish to join me. Star Wars Theory is having a stream, too. Um, yeah, I, I think that I, I like Clone Wars. Other than the four episodes this season that were completely under trash with the Martez sisters and had a terrible arc and terrible characters... Um, everything else has been great. Uh, the Bad Batch episode series that was focused on the uh, the clones was fantastic. And uh, I haven't seen the most recent one from yesterday. Uh, but last week's episode was also great too. So yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of it. And I understand the criticisms that people like Ryan and, and Lethal Lightning have on it. I totally understand it. Like completely understand their criticisms. And I think that they're good criticisms, but I can still enjoy it. You know, it's one of those things where, yeah, objectively you're correct, but subjectively I still enjoy it nonetheless. Uh, Laura Story says, have you seen the movie The King with Timothy Chalamet and Robert Pattinson? Isn't that on Netflix? I think I've seen the promotion for it, but I've not actually seen it myself. Also, Christina joined at the Citizen of Asgard level, so thank you very much for joining, Christina. And Christina, some of the perks with that, uh, you get uh, access to the community tab feed for members-only stuff. Uh, and also too, and this is one that I know a lot of people like, if you have a comment or question, you don't have to put Odin question. Uh, any, as long as you're not tagging somebody else in your comments, I will read any person that's a member on the channel and you don't have to worry about tagging me. Uh, Thenotos Felicitas says you need to move to the left a bit so that you are framed by the door jam. No, I'm not going to do that because if it bothers you, good. Just like with Bruce, if it bothers Bruce, good. <laughs> <laughs> and one day, one of these days, I'm going to have the ability and the know-how of how to light a green screen, and I'll have a green screen behind me, and then you shouldn't have to worry about looking at it anymore. So, <laughs> you know, my wife said, you know, we could put up a, you know, a curtain over it or something. And I'm like, yeah, at some point, maybe. No rush on that. Because for me, it doesn't really bother me that much, because the biggest concern was, oh, there's a, you know, if there's a... If there's a mirror, then people are going to see. But because I block myself, it really isn't that much of a problem. So if it was closer, it might be a problem because it's not It's not that much of a problem. It's not that much. Uh, Davros, what's going on? Dolphide, what's going on? He says, afternoon. It's afternoon where you are, eh? I wonder where you're from. Super Amy Gamer says, hey, what is up, my dude? What's going on, Super? Glad to see you here closer to being on time. Christina says, Hail Odin. Great stream last night. Well, thank you very much, Christina. Uh, glad to see you over here from Friday Night Tights. I love that stream. It's always so much fun. I always love reading the chat too because, by the way, every Friday Night Tights, I am in that chat reading comments. And one of the things I love about it is every now and then there's someone that says, Odin doesn't speak a whole lot. Or, Come on, Odin, speak up. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I like listening to these people because... I'm fans of these people, right? I'm fans of Gary. Like, I I've made this very clear. I'm a huge fan of Nerdronic's channel. I love his content. It's one of the few channels that I'm able to like, keep up with as much as I possibly can because there's just so much content out there these days. I'm a fan of Jeremy, and that's how I got associated with him in the first place. Ryan is, you know, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> but I, lo I love him to death. He's, he's awesome. And then Heel vs. Babyface, as uh, he's been awesome. I, I'm so glad that I was introduced to him over the past few weeks. And it's been great because because of him, we've moved the stream up to a reasonable hour. And I'm able to stay on for a good three, three and a half hours. And it's so funny because they still give me crap for leaving early. And I'm like, dude, we've been streaming for three to three and a half hours. All right. That, that's when the stream should start to end. And then they go on for five hours. It's like, I can't do that. 
my body can physically not go that long. <laughs> uh, CW Trixie, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat as well. Alex McCarthy, who's a member, says, Live action Hercules, hmm, Kevin Sorbo or The Rock otherwise? No. They are a little, they're too, well, <laughs> Kevin Sorbo especially, but they're too old for that part. They're too old for that part. Even though I would like to see them in that part, they're too old for it. But either way, no. Stop making live action versions of your animated films that you're just going to make animated versions of your live action films in a t- like 10 to 15 years. Just stop doing it. Stop taking your classics that are beautiful. If you care that much about the property and you want to make more money, here's what you do. Re-release it in theaters. Oh, maybe you release a 4K edition with extra footage behind the scenes stuff. Will it make as much of as a brand new film? Probably not. But it's also going to cost you a lot less than a brand new film. Just saying. Stop ruining our stuff. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Super says, before I forget Duck Fisney, Duck Live Action Hercules, Ariana Grande is not my Megra, or is not my Meg. Uh, the original animated movie is perfect. Wait a minute. Have they announced that Ariana Grande is going to be Meg? Now, I will say this much about Ariana Grande. She can sing. All right, I, I've actually followed her career since she was on Broadway. She was in a Broadway musical called 13. Uh, it was by, was it Jason Robert Brown, who has done a lot of my favorite musicals. Uh, uh, last five years might be my absolute favorite musical from him. And 13 was kind of like a weird departure from his normal style because it was with kids. It was like, again, all about turning 13 in that age group. Uh, most of his stuff is more like about adults, dealing with adult uh, stuff. And so it was interesting him transitioning to that part. But Ariana Grande was in the original Broadway cast of that, you know, when she was about 13, 14 years old. And she was awesome. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, this, this girl can sing. I, I was like fresh in college at the time. And it's been interesting to follow her career because now it's gotten to the point where she's just insane. And it makes me so sad because she started off you know, as, a, as a Broadway person. And she had a YouTube channel. That's like, that's like how she got her start. She did YouTube and she would just record herself doing songs and they were always just great. Uh, It was very wholesome. And then of course, just like the music industry does, I think to almost every female star for set, you know, for just, I hate it. I hate it. You know, corrupts them to the point of them just becoming skanks for lack of a better term. And some people might not like that. I'm saying that, but let's just be honest here. I feel like the movie, uh, rather the music industry takes people that start off wholesome and then corrupts them into something uh, that they weren't in the first place. And it makes me very sad. But so let me just put that about Ariana Grande. I think that she could sing the part extremely well because she can sing. And I've I've seen it with my own eyes. I've I've, I've heard her sing for years before she went all poppy and and stupid. But she is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, She's she's too young to be Meg. She's too young to be that character of Meg, I think. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, Sony must employ a PR firm. You would think they would have told them not to take this route. Yeah, you, you would think so. But, yeah, apparently, and here's the thing, and you see this happening with a lot of companies. They, I think, are so crazy that they honestly don't care. They're like, oh, we will go down this path. We will die on this cross if it means that we can push our agenda. That's, that's just sad and disturbing. That they are willing to lose out on revenue. They are willing to let people cancel their pre-orders. And their mindset is, good, we don't want you anyway because you're a bigot. Whatever the hell that means. And I I think that what these companies hopefully will realize soon is that you can't run a sustainable business that way. The problem, of course, is that normies, people that just stay away from this stuff, who just consume, 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 they're not going to stop. They're going to be like, no, I don't care about this. I don't care about freedom of speech. I don't care if the game is good or not. I just want to play. 
I don't care about any of this stuff. And that I think is sad. But it's because of those people that this game will probably still make money, still make profit, just like movies, right? Some bad movies come out, and guess what? Stupid people go see it and still make money. Uh, Hercules live action. Stupid idea. It's probably going to be executed terribly, just like every other live action film they've done, with like a very, very, very few exceptions to that rule, by the way. And people are still going to go see it. Sad truth. Uh, Tina says, hey, Alex, I'm old school. I was thinking Steve Reeves and the badly dubbed Italian Hercules movies from the 1960s. Oh, yeah, that's, as I said, Tina, you need to start a YouTube channel because I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know who Steve Reeves is, and I've never heard of a dubbed Italian Hercules film from the 60s. That's the kind of stuff that you could talk about. Just saying. Greta Zenner's in the chat. What's going on? Greta says, hey, Odin and everyone. Hope you're doing well, Greta. When's the next video? I want to learn more. Uh, Super Anime Gamer says, what's happening with uh, Naughty Dog Sony is a great example of what happens when you get too big. The Funimation controversy, their, la- their last decade in film, this Sony isn't managed well at all. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. People get so big that they think, oh, I can die on this agenda cross of mine and I'll be totally okay. And for the most part, they're right. Initially, that is going to be true. Initially, they are going to be okay. That's why I'm hoping that as time goes on, people start to wake up to this nonsense and stop consuming and start to think about things before they consume. Bioman says, Hail Odin, what's going on, Bioman? Welcome, welcome, welcome. HyperNX13 says, So Naughty Dog has been causing trouble among us YouTubers, eh? I know a guy. Better call Saul. <laughs> uh, if anyone could handle it, it'd be Saul. Sayasar Neons, I echo the sentiments that this is the last Jedi of gaming. What a betrayal of fans and the typical woke ideology is again at the crux of the fiasco. Big difference, of course, being that we know about a lot of this stuff prior to the game's release. I think the most interesting thing of all of this is going to be when the game is finally released, how close the leaks were. Because Sony and Naughty Dog, they are claiming that there is misinformation about this game that the leaks are not true. Now, I think it's doublespeak, personally. I think that what they're doing is they're saying, oh, yeah, because there's some bad information out there, insinuating that, for the most part, the leaks that we're talking about, or that other people are talking about and getting strikes for, that stuff is legitimate. Why else would they be striking those channels down? Why else would they be doing that unless there was some legitimate stuff in there? But just like with anything, there's probably some people out there that are either twisting that news into something that it isn't, or they're just making stuff up. That always happens. Anytime leaks happen, anytime anything is yet to be released, there's always fake information out there. But because this is so huge, because that first game was so popular, I think that that's probably what Sony's trying to do doublespeak on. He's saying, oh yeah, there's some bad information out there, and then once the game comes out, we'll realize, oh, all that stuff that Ryan was talking about, all that stuff that Az was talking about, all the stuff that they were saying, these are the leaks that we're talking about, that they got struck down for, Probably, and turn out to be true. All I can say is that I hope golf memberships go up. That's all I, ha- that's all I have to say. <laughs> Watch me get a strike now. Uh, Dean Approves says, so Naughty Dog's bending the knee to international law? No, no, no I, I would argue that it's YouTube. YouTube bends the knee to international law because YouTube would rather stay out of it and let you... So basically, what YouTube does is it tries to play both sides of the fence. Right. It basically comes down to is YouTube a publisher or is YouTube not? 
if YouTube is a publisher, it means that they take responsibility for the content that is released by their individual users. If they're not, it means that they're not held responsible and it means they shouldn't be able to put these types of restrictions on channels. They try to play it both ways, though. They say, oh, well, we're not a publisher, but we also kind of are not. So we can put restrictions on you and we care more about international law. We care more about what other countries have to say. And we'll, we'll basically wherever whatever country they're being shown in, they will bow down to those countries. So, for example, China, if China says we don't want your stuff, they're like, OK. <laughs> and that's the kind of ridiculousness that we're dealing with here. Mark Rell, what's going on? Glad to see you in the chat. Nathan Slay says, I wish Jeremy so much support. I 